When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Here's what's cooking on the day's sports stove. Local hour. We've got two great guests for you. Athletic Director Matt Roan and EKU linebacker Kyle Bailey both join the show. We're going to talk EKU Lamar. We're going to talk EKU Stephen F. Austin. We're going to dive a little bit into UK football as well. All that and a little bit more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals. Visit myipm.com to handle all your pest needs through my IPM Pest and Termite. They are a great locally owned company if you live in Central Kentucky. They have wonderful technicians who show up when they say they're going to show up and do the service that they say they're going to do. It is a guaranteed service every time. You will not find a better pest control company in Central Kentucky. Again, that's IPM Pest and Termite. Find more information at myipm.com. And if you end up using IPM, make sure you let them know you heard about them on the Sports Stove Local Hour. We have a great show for you today. In just a few moments, we're going to hear from Kyle Bailey, linebacker of EKU Colonels. We're also going to hear, hear from the athletic director, Matt Roan, and a really, really fun conversation with him, and, uh, and excited for you to hear that as well. This weekend, when it came to EKU sports, a lot happening. The soccer, girls soccer, made it to the semifinals before being eliminated. Um, and, but plenty of great things going on within EKU athletics and a good season. Congratulations to you girls there on the football field. It was a battle against Lamar and Eastern Kentucky did what they were supposed to do. They dominated the game. They were 28 and a half point favorites, which I admit, I didn't think that they would cover that, but they did that and a little bit more 42 to 10, the final score. And really, everything was positive for EKU. There were a few questionable passes uh, on the day for Parker. But overall, it was a great game. Parker McKinney ends the game 218 yards and three touchdowns through the air. He added 57 yards on the ground. Dejun Hewitt, uh, he had 20 carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns there. Dakota Allen, a record-setting day, four catches, 76 yards, two touchdowns. His first uh, multi-catch or multi-touchdown game as a tight end. The most yards he's gotten in the game and the most catches he's gotten in the game as well. Jaden Higgins, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown also. Cord Sandberg, by the way, had a phenomenal catch. Um, you've heard, maybe you've heard of it. He got he the, the defender got mossed, like a Randy Moss-style catch. Cord Sandberger went up uh, over the other man, grabbed the ball, and a beautiful, beautiful play, which set up the Dakota Allen back shoulder touchdown, which was also a beautiful play. So many great things going on there defensively. Just a great, great game all the way around. Kelton Dawson led the way six tackles. Um, they credited him with a sack and a half. But um, the whole defense played great. As a matter of fact, how about Davion Ross? His 
third pick six of the season. And it was almost in the identical spot of the field where it's been the previous two times. It's incredible. Uh, but uh, Davion got that pick six. He said in the press conference after the game, he said, uh, you know, he said, I hadn't had one in a couple of weeks. And so I just was, I, I needed to go out and get one. And, uh, and he did. He went out and got it, got it done. Um, <clears throat> Lundy, the linebacker, started last year, had a really good game, got, got some snaps uh, here this week as well. Uh, Dejuan Hewitt, again, a 24-yard touchdown to go with his other touchdown as well. Just a great game. Dakota Allen looked good. Um, and like I said, Parker McKinney, he, had a few, he did have a few questionable calls. If we're going to nitpick on this game at all, that's what we're going to nitpick at. There was, I think, two, if I remember right, maybe three passes that were just really bad, and he was fortunate they didn't get intercepted. Uh, but EKU controlled the game from the very first snap. They uh, The defense held them to four plays before they punted. The first play of the game, Lamar got a first down. Then it was uh, three three plays that didn't do anything. They punted, and EKU took over at the 18-yard line. They drove down and scored. Uh, that one got capped off by the Hewitt touchdown, his first touchdown of the game, but uh, Parker McKinney had a 38-yard run. Dakota Allen had a 22-yard catch. It was quite the drive. And they just continued to score throughout the first half. Um, they got the pick six. Then they got another Hewitt touchdown. Then they got an Allen touchdown. Then they got another Allen touchdown. Then they got the Higgins touchdown. The second half, the offense did nothing, but they didn't need to do anything. They had the game squared away. All they were doing was running the clock out at that point. And they did their job there. And again, the defense, and you can go – uh, list a number of different names on the defense that had great games uh, as they continue to impress on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, now they head into this final stretch. They've got three games now, and uh, Stephen F. Austin is the next game on the schedule. Stephen F. Austin is five and two on the season, five and three on the season, excuse me. They're one and two in the A Sun Whack Challenge. Um, this is a team that has an electric offense. We got to talk with coach Wells during the press conference on Tuesday. And uh, we talked about that a little bit in there. Their pass game is pretty incredible. Their quarterback has over 2000 yards, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. They've got three running backs, which we'll talk about with Kyle Bailey in a second. Um, it's a team that can put up some points. It's a team that has, uh, has had success this season Although in the ace on whack, they definitely have struggled to this point. Stephen F. Austin lost to Jacksonville State and Sam Houston. Oh, by the way, after the Sam Stephen F. Austin game, EKU faces Jacksonville State and Sam Houston. So, so those are the two teams they lost to. And that's uh, definitely going to be a challenge here moving forward. But that being said, it will be a road game. Uh, it'll be at Homer Bryce Stadium down in Texas, uh, Nacogdoches. Texas and uh you know when you get a road game in conference it's never going to be easy I'm interested to see I've not been able to find a line on this game yet I think there's a chance EKU is favored in this game uh going into last week or the week before I'm not sure that that would have been the case but uh I think they just might be be favorite going into Stephen F. Austin. I think they beat Stephen F. Austin. I don't know what the final score is. I've tried to predict scores in the past. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure where, where this one goes. Uh, but the way EKU has been playing offensively and defensively, I think they go down to Texas, win this game, and then come back and prepare for a really, really tough battle against Sam Houston. And uh, we'll see how all that plays out. But nonetheless, uh, I'm excited for these interviews that we have today. First, we're going to get you to Kyle Bailey. This interview is presented by Bible Pathway Baptist Church in Richmond, Kentucky, located 464 Three Forks Road on the north side of Richmond. Bible Pathway Baptist Church is a church that is getting back to the basics of church. Very simple. Uh, they are inviting you 1045 in the morning on Sundays. Then they provide lunch for all guests along with the members. And they have a one o'clock afternoon service as well. And all are invited to Bible Pathway Baptist Church. You can find more information at BiblePathwayBC.com. And just as you are invited to Bible Pathway Baptist Church, we invite Kyle Bailey in for an interview. We are joined now by EKU linebacker Kyle Bailey. Kyle, thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. 
And not a problem at all. This is your first year at EKU. Come over from Western Kentucky. I'm not going to ask you to bash Western Kentucky, but I will ask you. I've asked a few different guys this question. What makes this team, this EKU team, so special? I think what really makes this uh, EKU team so special is uh, everyone's definitely bought in to um, just everything that our coach has been telling us, and uh, we we believe in ourselves. Um, We talk a lot about we got to bring pride, passion, and um, that's a lot of what we've been believing in and then just being consistent in our performance. I just think that all of us buying in and then at the end of the day, we all are going to fight for each other, that uh, we don't scoreboard watch and that no matter what situation we're in, we know we're going to give our best. You guys, the defense has been pretty solid all year long. The offense has steadily grown, steadily improved, uh, gotten more consistent over the last few weeks, which is great considering the final stretch run that you guys have. Um, from a defensive player's perspective, when you look at the way the offense has improved this year and gotten more consistent consistent uh, along the way, uh, how does that encourage, how does that um, help you guys on the defense as far as your confidence in, in all aspects of the football team? Um, I think it's, it's, it's done a lot. Um, just seeing them, them grow and um, seeing them continue to fight through some of the struggles that we had earlier in the year. Um, I mean, it's, it's complimentary uh, football. That's, that's what we've definitely been growing and developing into. And um, just, just seeing those guys come and work every day, it just makes us want to work. So we know that no matter how good of a performance that, we might have had last week that the goal is to go one to know this week. And the only thing that matters is this week. So we attack it just like they attack it and we got to get better. They got to get better. And that's just what's making a big difference in our ball play this year. On defense, all three levels, meaning the D line, the linebackers, the defensive backs have played really solid. And, uh, you know, Joseph said last week, he credited you all and the linemen for getting pressure on the quarterbacks as far as allowing them uh, Davion and Joseph to get those interceptions and things like that. Talk about each level of that defense, starting with the D line, what's in front of you, and then you guys as the linebacking core and the DBs behind you. I mean, it's been an incredible season. You guys, I think it's 14 sacks on the year, um, 11 now interceptions, I think, as well. And and then on top of that, a lot of your wins have come as a result, and I know it's a team effort, but of big defensive plays. I mean, I can't say enough about our just who we are as a defense as a whole. I mean, up front, we've got some just absolute monsters. I mean, them guys, they just bring a lot of havoc and chaos to any offense that they they go against. And that helps me out tremendously because, I mean, when they've got a double team so heavy up front, it just gives me a lot of gas, a lot of easy run throughs where I can make plays. And then on the back end, I mean, them guys have been holding it down all year. I mean. Personally, I feel like as a linebacker, anytime the ball goes in the air and it's deep, you kind of hold your breath a little bit. You want to know what's kind of going on. You, you feel me? It's just a little bit of uncertainty. And I think our DBs have done a great job of just, I mean, we're not uncertain. That ball goes in the air. I mean, I'm looking to go block somebody. I know Joseph's going to come on there and get it. I know Davion's going to come get an interception. You just, you just never know. John Blunt, he's in there. Roy Baker. I mean, it just, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, and then especially in my own room, I mean, we've got guys that can come in and play like now, like right now. I mean, I don't think we are in a situation where we have to just play our starters every night, all night. I mean, we've got depth and just the whole team as a whole is just really coming together and they're all getting after it. And it's just exciting to be a part of. You know, a lot of times – I know every player wants to be on the field as much as possible, but one of the things that's been consistent among your teammates this year is they've all told me the same thing that everybody's like you said at the beginning, body in. everybody's part of the team. We just want to succeed. That's what it comes down to. And I asked coach on Saturday after the game about some of the rotations that, that we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of guys who didn't play a lot early in the season are now getting reps in games at this point in the season. How does that help you guys? I know you want to be on the field, but it seems like everybody's is okay with with sharing time on the field as long as the team's still succeeding. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it helps because, I mean, just like um, someone was kind of telling me, I mean, we've got a lot of um, older guys that were brought in. You feel me? They like to call us the old men of the group. And <laughs> we get a couple of bangs and bruises. Maybe we don't heal as fast as some of these younger guys. So I think that it helps in that aspect. But, I mean, I think that the overall, just the team morale is what's, what it's really helped. Just being able to sub and know that, whether you're a third string, second string, first string, it doesn't matter. We're all here for this, for the one goal. And it's all about the team, the team, the team. And just everyone buying into that, I mean, it just makes everyone want to just be a part of this. And it makes everyone happy and joyful. So I'm just glad it's something that I could be a part of. And I just love, love, love the bond that we have on defense. You you know when your career at Western, um, you had a great great career there. Uh, some accolades and different things there. What is that experience? What have you been able to take from that experience and bring to this team uh, to lead to some success this year? Um, I think that uh, one of the best things that I kind of bring is just kind of my experience because uh, being there at Western, I was a part of some teams that people would say were really good, and then a, a part of some teams that people would say weren't as good. And I think just being a part of both of those, you kind of just see what, what goes on in the locker room and your personal life, like the distractions and just how things can, the smallest details add up to a lot. And I think that's a lot kind of what I, I brought over, just having that experience and being able to tell people like, okay, we've won a couple of games, but you can easily lose the rest on your schedule because I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> Does the Indiana State game still sting a little bit or have you guys – Kind of forgotten that one. Uh, nah, that doesn't. That's, that's that's something that we'll never forget. I think that the Indiana State game is kind of one of those things that we put on our shoulder, and we we that's our chip. That's what we bring to every game, knowing that we were this close to winning and we lost. So now it's every time we go out there, we know that it's going to be a dog fight, and we expect it to be a dog fight. We don't expect to just go out there and just roll over anybody. We want you send me. We know it's going to be a little bit of adversity out there, and I think that that's what the Indiana State really prepared us for. So these last three games that you guys have: Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State. All three of them are going to be incredibly tough games. And I know no one wants to say anything too mean about Lamar, but Lamar was supposed to be a blowout. You guys were a four touchdown favorite going into that game. You guys took care of business. You had to do that. You took care of business. It was a great game on Saturday. Now, though, you're looking at this final three three games, and, I mean, the A-Sun whack challenge the to be on top at the end of the season, it's it's in reach right now. So what are you guys looking at? Uh, you know, I can't get anybody to talk about more games ahead, so let's just talk about Stephen F. Austin. What are you guys looking at at Stephen F. Austin, and what's the challenge ahead that you have with them? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is going to be um, trying to stop that run game. I think it's something that they really uh, pride themselves on. And uh, they do a lot of different things. And they've got a couple of really good backs. They've got three diverse backs that they've kind of been rotating back there. And, um, I mean, all of them are good. One of them's got like 333 yards. One of them's got 250. And one of them has 200. So, I mean, they're all good backs. They pretty much got a three-headed monster back there. So, I think that it's going to be very important for us to uh, stop the run this game. Now, it'll be on the road again. You had a long road trip to Central Arkansas. You guys came out with the win on that one. This time, you guys are flying instead of the bus ride. Um, uh, does Is there anything with long road trips that you bring over with your experience that can help some of the younger guys, or does that really not play much of a role in that? Um, I don't think it'll really play uh, that much of a role. I mean, I think the biggest thing that I can help guys with, especially with us being on a plane, is just letting them know that they got to bring some gum or something to chew on, you feel me? When you're in the air. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, I mean, just the, just how much people have been bought in this season. I mean, there's I don't really think there's much that can distract us from what we've got going on. It seems like the coaching staff, uh, to the players, to the support staff, everybody is on the same page. Everything is rolling well right now for EKU. Um, like I said, it'll be tough these last three games. Um, I've said, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I've said, Stephen F. Austin and Jacksonville State, I think, are wins. Sam Houston, it's going to have to be a perfect game uh, for EKU, but I think it's a winnable game as well. I asked Joseph last week, and I'll ask you, um, I mean, are, are you guys 
confident that you can win out the rest of this regular season? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very confident. Um, just kind of like the thing with Indiana State. I mean, we were very confident about winning that game. And I feel like a lot of the people we're going to play be very confident about beating us. Uh, that didn't turn out the way we wanted it because it's a few minor details. Like you said, you got to be perfect when you want to beat some of these teams. So that's the same thing for them. They're going to have to be perfect if they want to beat us. And I think that's really what our uh, what our goal is. Just like we said, we're all about trying to stack up. And you might bring this version of yourself today, and it's the best. Well, tomorrow you got to break that ceiling and get here, and then here, and then here. So it's all about stacking. And um, I think that it's great that you say that, that we're going to have to play almost perfect. Because, I mean, that's what this whole season has been about. It's about minimizing and becoming and maxing our potential as a team. Have you seen a – a difference in practices here, you know, midway through and later in the season? Has there been a, an, an intensity that's picked up? Um, or, you know, how, how has that been, especially now that you get to this stretch run? I think it's definitely, definitely picked up. Because, I mean, I feel like when we were practicing in the beginning, I mean, yeah, we were going hard and we were giving it our all. But just like I said, um, it's all about stacking days. Um, in the beginning of the season, I didn't have – as much endurance as I do now playing several games. So now I can go a little bit harder in practice. We can do a little bit more. And I think that that's something that we've definitely been executing and taking advantage of is, <coughs> is just doing more with what we can do. Um, knowing what everyone is capable of doing and knowing what we can withstand and just pushing our limits, making sure that we're going as hard as we can. And we're also making sure that we're not causing any soft tissue issues or anything like that. I love the attitude of the defense. You know, Davion said Saturday after the game, you know, when I asked him about his interception, he said, you know, I've been, it's been a couple of weeks since I got one. So I, I knew I needed to go out and get one. And uh, coach told us the story about his Doritos before the game. I don't know if you were a part of that or not, but nonetheless, the attitude has been great. Uh, it's been phenomenal. The season's been great so far. We're looking forward to, What's ahead, Stephen F. Austin, this weekend and watching you guys play there as well. Uh, great job. We're, we're excited to have you in Richmond, and uh, you're a vital part of this team. Kyle, thank you for spending time with us tonight. Ah, oh, man, thank you for having me. Hey, go. We sure appreciate Kyle's time and enjoyed the time with him getting a chance to chat. Again, the game this weekend against Stephen F. Austin's on the road in Texas. It is a 5 o'clock kickoff. It will be shown on ESPN+. Plus, and, of course, you can always listen to Greg Stoudemire's call of the game. And uh, and I know that that's always, in my opinion, the best way to go about it. But, nonetheless, a big game this week against Stephen F. Austin. A needed win to continue to stay at the top of the A-Sunwack Challenge to set them up for a dynamic matchup against Sam Houston. But... The football team has been very clear. We're not looking ahead. We're going one game at a time. So far, they've been able to do that. Uh, an important game against Stephen F. Austin on the road and looking forward to that game there. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah. Uh. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. We want to now invite in another guest, and this is going to be the athletic director, Matt Roan. I want to say before you listen to the interview, it was a 
blast. We spent about 20 minutes, so it's a little bit, of, a little bit of a longer interview. Uh, but we talked about everything when it comes to EKU athletics, and uh, and just had a great time with Matt Roan. So uh, hopefully you will enjoy it as much as I did. And let's go ahead and listen to that interview with Athletic Director Matt Roan. We are now joined by the Athletic Director of Eastern Kentucky University, Matt Roan. Uh, Matt, you've been in the office now since January of 2020. And uh, when you got brought in, you said that you're going to focus on people tools with which to equip those people and the processes that you're going to follow on a daily basis. Have you felt like you've been able to accomplish your goals so far in the year and a half, a little bit more than that, that you've been uh, there as athletic director? I, I do. Uh, and I use that phrase, you know, you probably heard the uh, R and D we rip off and duplicate every once in a while. And I've, I've learned that phrase about the people, tools and processes from mentors of mine. Um, and I tell the president all the time when I share it publicly, I'm probably saying too much because I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, kind of speaking to, with job security in mind because, you know, for me, our, our job as ADs and, and certainly as support staff is just that. If if I can surround myself with really good people, give them great tools to, with which to work, and and certainly follow good processes, then I've found that's when results come. Uh, that's when competitive success and developing student athletes as young men and women. Um, certainly achieving academic excellence. Uh, that's when all those things happen. But for me, I consider myself incredibly lucky. Uh, I work with 11 outstanding head coaches. Um, I think as a staff, uh, we have been able to generate uh, new revenues, uh, increase the revenues in our, in our traditional lines. Uh, so we're, we're providing those tools to our coaches. Uh, we're giving them what they need, not always what they want, but I think we're giving them what they need to be successful. Uh, and then the processes piece, you know, it takes time. You're, you're always trying to to fine tune, uh, to do quality control work and the way that you operate, the way you interact with financial aid, the way you interact with housing, uh, to make sure that the student athletes, the things that they need, their best interests are always in mind. And, you know, for me, I've got to give a ton of credit to, to my boss or my bosses. Um, certainly it starts and, and stops with uh, Dr. McFadden, um, him, uh, the cabinet, uh, you know, his cabinet that he has put together. They are incredibly supportive of athletics. They see the value in athletics. Uh, they have been very, very, uh, favorable in terms of their attitude towards us, the support that they gives us, give us, and, and then that extends to our board as well. Well, our board chair Luis Diaz, our vice chair Alan Long, and so many others uh, just continue to see, you know, what athletics can do for an institution. And so I think in all three of those areas, we've got great people. We've been able to add new ones. Uh, we're, we're growing, uh, and then we're fine tuning the way that we work. And you've worked in other universities before. Um, I'm not asking you to obviously talk badly about them, but a lot of the people that I've talked with, with within EKU have kind of talked about how the people there really stand out. Um, you've already kind of you know spoke nice things about your bosses and the other people around you, but what is it about EKU that stands out to you as a place where you're working, but also at a place that can succeed uh, in the position that you're in? Yeah, I, you know, I think. I think we're both, we have a ton of tradition on which we can, can kind of hang our hat and, you know, and, and to be an institution that is, you know, we talk about football specifically, um, that has won national championships that have played for two others, um, that have had comprehensive success. I mean, if you name the sport, we've won, uh, we've won those conference championships. Uh, we've advanced in the postseason play. Um, you know, we, we have exceeded or succeeded academically. You know, we have been a great part of our community. And so we have that that culture of success, that tradition uh, that we can be very, very proud of. Um, but what I get most excited about, and I think it's the reason that I that I chose to come back, and, and I loved it in my first run here. Uh, and when the president reached out to me in, in December of 19, um, I loved where I was. Uh, I, I will tell you, I, I will never speak a bad word about Nickel State University. I will never speak a bad word about where we lived. Uh, we absolutely loved it. We love those people. Um, but what I saw in EKU was a place that for all that we have accomplished um, historically, I thought we were just now scratching the surface of what could be accomplished here. Um, I, I think that um, the type of institution that we are, uh, the vision that our president has, the support that we have again from our board, our cabinet, um, I thought that we could win in everything. Uh, we could we could grow the things that we need to grow and uh, just become a premier mid-major athletics department. That's our vision. 
uh, and I actually think it's it's attainable. Part of that growth comes with joining the ASUN conference, and I would assume some of those conversations happened even before you came in in 2020, but obviously it's the deal was sealed with you there. Um, what is uh, going into the ASUN conference, what has that meant for the program, the university, and the athletics specifically, of course, uh, uh, there with the ASUN conference? You know, I, I, you certainly, we are very, very proud of, of, of our, again, when you talk about that tradition, uh, when you talk about 73 years and 200 championships in the OVC, uh, we don't take that lightly. Uh, there were a lot of relationships. Uh, there are a lot of memories and, and things that will, will go with us forever. Um, but, but, you know, in my opinion, and, and this is one person's opinion, and, and certainly I've tried to get the feedback of, you know, every stakeholder group that I possibly can, you know, I, I think that we had just maybe gotten a little bit stale there. Uh, so I think that the ASUN for us has been a little bit of a shot in the arm. Um, as we've seen, I think the, the, the increase in competition, um, you know, being able to go to new places, uh, being able to, to go and play in front of our alumni, uh, 100,000 living alumni in that footprint. Uh, being able to introduce EKU um, as an institution uh, and everything the great that we have to offer to to students in Georgia, uh, to students in Arkansas, uh, to even more students in Alabama and Florida, uh, I think comprehensively when you look at it, it was it was the right move for us uh, and has been nothing but positive as we've uh, kind of gotten coming up on our, our half year mark into it. It seems like every week I'm seeing an EKU student athlete. Uh, as a athlete of the week of some sort or of another, whether it be a football offensive player of the week, defensive player of the week, special teams, whatever, cross country, we're seeing some accolades, soccer, um, volleyball even. there's it, it seems like every time I'm seeing online, and granted, I'm following EKU sports on Twitter, but, <laughs> but I'm still seeing, even from the ASUN, yeah. I'm seeing an EKU student athlete. It seems like every week uh, on there. Uh, I know that you've got to be proud about that, but um, we'll get to football here in just a second, but talk to me about, you know, cross country has been successful this year. Soccer just ended for the women's soccer, but it was a very successful season. Uh, their first season in the A-Sun uh, volleyball going on as well. And it just seems like everything so far in the fall, um, EKU has introduced themselves well in the A-Sun conference. No, I, I think we have. Uh, I was actually in a meeting just now where we were talking about that. And, you know, you certainly don't want to, to get too comfortable because it can change just like that. But uh, we feel really good about where we are. Um, when you look at cross country, uh, to have two top four finishes on the men's and women's side, um, to, to have the individual champion on the men's side, uh, soccer advancing to the, the semifinals in a very, very tough league, uh, to have the freshman of the year. Uh, to have more individual awards for a group of uh, young women than we've, I think, ever had uh, in that sport. Um, you know, volleyball is, is right there in the thick of things right now, continues to grow as a program uh, and is competing for a spot in that conference tournament. And, you know, once you get in there, it, it's it's hard to tell what happens. We've got a lot of uh, positivity moving into our winter sports with indoor and certainly men's and women's basketball. And then football, you know, six and two with, with three big ones to play. Uh, two in Texas, and then we come back home here to finish it out on November, November 20th. But, um, you know, to, again, to talk about the ASUN, the value that we see there, um, you know, from their sports information, from their communications, creative content, all that sort of stuff, it's a league that prioritizes that. It is uh, built on beams, and, and one of those beams is students first. And I think you see living proof that uh, the way that they do their awards, the attention that our student athletes are getting, the, the attention that our programs are getting, um, you know, that that is something that's very important to the league, and we're very appreciative of it. Uh, Commissioner Gumbart is a friend of the program. We had him on when the announcement was officially made, and uh, we're, we're working on working our schedule with him to get him back on. But um, it does seem like, uh, along with him, and there's many involved in the conference, of course, as well, that it is set up for success. And EKU, like I said, is really stepping up already here in year one. Uh, let's let's talk football for just a second. Uh, Coach Wells uh, here having a full offseason under his belt. There's still you know some of those oddity things out there with the COVID stuff and everything. But overall, it kind of just hit the ground running this year, and it looks like the program's headed in the direction that you guys would want them to, to head, correct? Oh, for 100%. Uh, could not be more pleased. Um, obviously, you want to win them all. Um, but when you look at, again, at the continued development of the program, the young men who are part of it, um, the fact that we're 6-2 and two with the schedule that we played, um, you know, we feel really good about where we are. And, and certainly, uh, you want to be in this position where you're playing meaningful games 
uh, in the month of November. Uh, and we'll hit the road for Nacogdoches, Texas this week with a big one on Saturday afternoon. Um, but again, I go back to the, just the, the constant development of the program. Um, I try to focus on process. I try to focus on development. And I go back to the decision that we made last fall. Uh, certainly Coach Wells was a big piece of that. But choosing to play in the fall when we did, uh, I think it allowed us to, to grow as a program, to have that camp, to have that season, uh, to be able to have a normal spring ball and then get into a normal summer. Uh, I think that's a large reason that we're having the success that we're having this this fall thus far in the sport. And uh, hopefully we can keep it going through the month of November and December. And then who knows, maybe even play in January this year. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've got high hopes for these last three games. They are going to all three be tough, but uh, it's exciting to watch just the progress of the team all year long, just continually getting better. And and uh, it's great to see the program succeeding. Um, I grew up in I've told this before on the podcast, but I grew up in Murfreesboro, <laughs> Tennessee, just down the road from Middle Tennessee State. That's and right. growing up, my dad always told me about EKU and MTSU and the battles that they had on the football field and everything. And, uh, and uh, so I've heard about EKU my whole life, <laughs> but just in a different, different way. Sure. Um, basketball season's getting ready to start up. Let's start with the men. Uh, A.W. Hamilton has, has the program just, I mean, is soaring right now. And uh, it's neat to see how he, you know, this year, especially the team is old. Um, they're not all the same guys from last year, but they're, they're very old mature team and uh, the program just produces so much excitement in the community um if you don't mind just speaking to the effect that uh, coach hamilton and the men's basketball program has had uh and how it boosts the university yeah and i think the final note that i'll make on football really quick uh, mm -hmm. if you talk about growing up in murfreesboro and hearing those stories you know certainly coach kid um you know we want to make him proud uh, yeah. you know coach coach wells uh, I can tell when he talks about Coach Kidd when I see him interact, it's important for us that we continue that legacy of the program and make it a winning program once again. And he has hired an outstanding staff um, who are great teachers and developers of young men. Uh, they recruit at a high level. And so, again, we want th we want people that are growing up in, in Murfreesboro and kind of all throughout, throughout the southeast to, to start to think about that football program and the way that you used to think about it as a kid. Uh, and I do think we're on our way. But, you know, shifting gears to basketball, um, when you talk about, you know, the, the maturity of this year's team, um, you know, I, I've heard many, many times when you see why has Gonzaga had the success that they've had. Um, and a phrase that always stood out to me was they got old and they stayed old. Um, and, 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 and college basketball is changing. And, and Coach Hamilton, I think, understands that, that notion. Uh, I tell him all the time in this transfer portal world in which we find ourselves now, um, he is uniquely qualified uh, in that space, in my opinion, because of his experience at Hargrave Military and the fact that every year he had to build a new program from scratch with very little uh, continuity. Um, you know, usually it was a complete new team and you might have one or two, um, but he has done that incredibly well. Uh, he has, again, uh, similarly as uh, with football, has, has been able to hire an outstanding staff. We've been able to retain that staff. Uh, they are recruited. Um, you know, both local kids, they played the game in the portal, uh, and we just feel really, really fortunate to have him in charge of that program, the trajectory that it's on. Um, and, you know, we have great expectations there going into the season. And so, of course, we have to play those games, uh, but we're excited to have 17 of them inside of Alumni Coliseum, and uh, we'll see where things go. Then on the women's side, you bring in Greg Todd as the new head coach. He uh, obviously has um, a history with EKU, graduating from EKU, being from Madison County. Um, you know, he talked about just the excitement of being home and, uh, and having the opportunity to coach at EKU. It's it's looks like it's going to be a building process uh, for Coach Todd. But um, what what excites you about bringing Coach Todd in? Just the authenticity, uh, you know, the the sincerity of the guy who who really wants to be here. Um, you know, when I, I tell you, I, I I try to make myself smell sound smart sometimes, but uh, that's a difficult task. But uh, you go into these processes to find a coach, and you, you know, you say, I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I do believe in the process. I, I do believe uh, that we want to cast a wide net. We want to get the right person. But it came uh, pretty obvious uh, fairly early on. Um, that nobody 
knew more about our institution. Nobody cared more about our institution. Nobody knew how to build a winning program better than Greg Todd. Um, you know, when you talk about the rebuild, um, you know, certainly there is some of that. But then you look at the record and you realize he's won at every stop along the way. And whether that's, you know, high school level, whether that's NAI, a smaller school level, whether that's, uh, you know, Moorhead State. And we finally convinced him to come over here and, and, and shed the blue for some maroon. Uh, but, he's, but he's won everywhere that he's ever been. Uh, he does it the right way. Again, he surrounded himself. I heard him say on Friday night. Uh, at our HoopFest event that he thought that this was the best staff that he's ever had around him. Um, and I think we'll see the results because of that. Uh, he's got a great group of young women um, who have, you know, some of them, the older upperclassmen are with their third head coach now. Uh, and the thing about him is he's going to win and he's going to sustain that success for a long period of time, we hope. Yeah. And, you know, the, listening to the girls talk, it sounds like they're responding well to him. And we, you know, I, when I talked with Coach Todd, there's similarities to the situation that he's in right now here at EKU as when he first went to Moorhead. And his record was pretty good his first year at Moorhead. And so there's a there's a lot of excitement and hope and, and um, optimism looking at Coach Todd and the women's basketball program. Um, the, this year coming into effect for the first time, uh, I'm almost done with you, by the way, thank you for your time is uh, the, uh, name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, you've been around athletics and, and, and college level for a while now. How has that affected or helped or changed the way athletics is done at a university? You know, I, I think one thing, kind of like the country song, right? The only thing that stays the same is that everything changes. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I think there was so much concern on the part kind of of the media, um, of administrators that, hey, just because we haven't ever done this, that it was all going to be bad. And and I think as an institution, I certainly as a department, I think that we've embraced this name, image, likeness, uh, name, image, and likeness uh, era as something that is a good thing. Um, you know, for, for me, if, if I was a regular college student or you, if we were regular college students, there would nothing that would stop us from, you know, trying to build up our social media accounts. And uh, if we could promote something and, and making a profit off profit off of that. Um, and, and I think all this really does is allows our student athletes to be treated like students. Um, you know, they are. Um, and so I think there's a fairness component of that. Uh, certainly, I think that we'll continue to see it evolve. I think there will be tweaks made that make it uh, maybe more fair across the country, uh, not necessarily on a state-by-state -state basis like it is now. Um, but again, when we're value-driven, uh, we always talk about, just like the league, that we want to be students first. You know, for us, we want to be student-athlete focused. And if it is good for student-athletes, it's good for EKU, in our opinion. Uh, and I think our student-athletes are, are, are the, those who are willing to put in the work and play in the space um, have seen some results from this, uh, positive results, and we're, we're encouraged by that. When you came in, um, most of the coaches that are currently at EKU were already here when you came in. Uh, every sports talk host wants breaking news. So who are you going to fire first? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything you want to say to the EKU fans that are listening? Uh, just uh, um, I know we've encouraged people. Coach Wells has been hopefully <laughs> encouraging people to come out to games and things like that. Basketball season about to start. Some other seasons winding down. Any, any just words you have for the EKU fans? You know, it, it's the same thing. Um, you know, for me, again, I, I always talk about people. Uh, people win, culture wins. Uh, you'll you'll never hear really me stray too far from that. And when I talk about people, yes, it's it's those inside of Alumni Coliseum and the Mobberley Building and our Olympic Sports Training Center. And yeah, it is our coaches and it's our student athletes, but it's our community as well. Uh, it's our alums. Uh, it's our fans. Uh, I, I believe in the potential because I believe in the people uh, and I believe in our fans. I know that we're capable of many great things. Um, and, and that's, you know, giving to the Colonel Club. Uh, if you own a business, it's working with us on some different partnerships. Um, and, and a lot of times it's just showing up. Um, it's made a difference this year for us. We've had five home games thus far in football. We have one more to go. Um, and I can tell you, we, we've seen a noticeable difference. Uh, the environment, uh, the experience that we've tried to create. Uh, you could fill it. Uh, and so we think we're just right there on, on the precipice of, of doing something really special. Uh, and it's going to take all of us to do it, but um, nobody would rather do it with than our fans. 
and we'll be giving away tickets to those that last home football game uh, coming up in a couple weeks as well. Uh, stay tuned for more information on that. Uh, this is EKU Athletic Director Matt Roan. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for all that you do for us. And uh, anytime we can ever help you out, just let us know. Thank you, Matt Roan. We sure appreciate, again, the time uh, that he took to uh, chat with us this week. I thought it was a very insightful conversation with him and sure appreciated his time. When we come back, we're going to talk briefly about the big Kentucky-Tennessee game. Kentucky coming off a big loss and now have maybe their most important game of the season ahead. So we'll talk about that right after these words from our sponsors. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Built for the man on the go, the Compass by Law Terrain is primed to take on life's moments. From casually keeping time around the boardroom table to backing you up in tough terrain, style and function go hand in hand with this wristwatch that offers dependability under any circumstance. The sporty nature of a chronograph pairs well with a variety of leather and nylon straps and bands to complete any look. Reliable, versatile, great looking, and easy to wear every day. All Law Terrain watches are backed with an international 24-month warranty to protect against any manufacturer issues. We stand behind our products because we know they are built to high expectations. Visit law-terrain.com and use code SPORTSSTOVE for 10% off. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by IPM Pest and Termites, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. What a weekend it was for number 12, Kentucky. They went on the road to Mississippi State and could not pull up the win. As a matter of fact, it really wasn't even that close. Now, I said and tried to tell you they would lose at least one more game this season, and it was either going to be last week to Mississippi State or this week to Tennessee. They go to Mississippi State. They lose 31-17, and really what it came down to was the same thing we've been telling you, the pass game. Will Levis, and again, he's a far improvement over what they've had in recent years. Three interceptions. You're going to have a hard time beating an SEC team on the road with three interceptions. Of course, the run game only got 66 yards, 34 of that from Rodriguez, 19 from Smoke. Uh, on 20 carries, 66 yards, that's unusual. Great defense by Mississippi State. And then again, in the past game, the turnovers surely did not help either. So they get the loss. They um, they get bumped down to, I think it's number 18 now, uh, depending on the poll that you look to. And now they're going to be at home against Tennessee. And uh, Tennessee's been looking a little bit better than some people expected. Four and four on the season. Kentucky now 6-2. and two. This line started as a five-point favorite for Kentucky, and as of this recording, it is now a one-point spread, uh, one-point favoring Kentucky. So it's already dropped four, and that's just by the, uh, the amount of people that are putting their money on Tennessee. So uh, Kentucky has some doubters this week. Now that they're at minus one, that line is still going to move before Saturday. Um, I expect it to go up again. I think Kentucky maybe closes the week out as two and a half, maybe three point favorites. But at the moment, they're a one point favorite uh, going against Tennessee. Tennessee started out with Joe Milton, a quarterback transfer from Michigan, but they're ending the season with Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech. He's got 17 touchdowns, two interceptions, 1,500 yards on the season. He's been great uh, since he's taken over as the starting quarterback at Tennessee. 
Will Levis has 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That ratio got smaller this past week. Chris Rodriguez is the guy to watch for for Kentucky still on offense, 809 yards, five touchdowns. Evans for Tennessee has six touchdowns, but only 516 yards. And he has about 50 less carries than Chris Rodriguez. Uh, Wando Robinson, of course, leading the receiving for Kentucky, 645 yards, 58 catches, and five touchdowns. This game is at Kroger Field in Lexington. Um, so that should help Kentucky as well. And like I said, Kentucky is currently the favorite. They do not put up as many points as Tennessee, but the defense is better than Tennessee's. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's going to come down to the offense for Kentucky. Do they show up or don't they? Um, if they show up, even I think mediocre, I think they win this game. Kentucky's the better team. They're the more talented team, uh, here. And I've been warning people all season that Tennessee is better than most people give them, give them credit for. But that being said, uh, Kentucky coming off of this loss, I would be shocked if they come out flat against Tennessee at home. Uh, so I expect them to win this game, and it could be even um, a 10- to 14-point game, something to that effect. But uh, we will see how that one ends up. That one will be a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN2. Uh, for all those interested, should be a beautiful day on Saturday, by the way, as well. So uh, a good time there. Of course, basketball season around the corner. We'll start covering some more basketball and and future episodes coming up very shortly. But uh, all eyes on football still at the moment as a big weekend for both EKU and Kentucky. We want to thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. Um, and then also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just tell one person uh, about the episode. Let them know, hey, you need to listen to this. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. I want to thank IPM Piss and Termite for their support and sponsorship of this program. Again, you can visit them at myipm.com. And if you're in Central Kentucky and have any pest needs, I promise you, you will not regret getting a hold of IPM Pest and Termite. I also want to thank Bible Pathway Baptist Church. A reminder, you're invited this week, uh, Sunday, 1045 a.m. Stick around for lunch afterwards and uh, find more information at BiblePathwayBC.com. All right, friends, we hope you have a great weekend. Those making the trip to Texas make us proud. Uh, everyone else, cheer on from home. And uh, looking forward to what is ahead for EKU. Thank you to Matt Rowan. Thank you to Kyle Bailey for being on the program today. Thank you to EKU um, for helping us out, getting these uh, interviews booked and everything like that also. All right, friends, we'll see you again uh, next week. Same time, same place. Until next time, we'll see you around the sport.